This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. I could listen to that whole song. Um, thanks to Hopeless Records for providing today's theme song, Never Feel Alone by The Dangerous Summer. This is Dylan Hart Jr. with uh, our final in-studio edition. Uh, of the regular season. Of the regular <laughs> of the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. You teased that we might do it in December. So, Well, we're going to keep doing the podcast through the off-season, though. Are we? Yes. Oh. Of course. Cool. Why not? I don't know. We never talked about that. Yeah, I'm down. Cool. So uh, we just gotta have stuff to talk about. We will. We're gonna have weekly baby updates. We'll we'll have stuff to talk about. Yes. You know, people don't have to listen if it's not entertaining. <laughs> if it's not, imp- yeah, they'll let us know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is the Dale Junior Dale Junior download, and that's Tyler Overstreet that you hear. How you doing, Tyler? Excellent, excellent, excellent. So we had a great race weekend at Kansas. Uh, we finished seventh. This is the third time in the past four races we run in the top ten, finished seventh. I know. And the other time you finished twelfth. So. So it's been a good run. Last couple Improving. last month, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we went. We had some uh, really good cars at the start of the season. Talking to Greg, we sort of went in a different direction uh, on our setups, trying to find more speed and become, you know, go from a seventh or a fifth place car to a winning car. And uh, obviously, we didn't we didn't find that speed. We sort of, you know, got a little lost there in the summer. But we've went back to some of the things that we have had in the car earlier this year and they seem to be really improving the performance i like the car off the truck i uh, thought we were going to qualify well we got we were pretty good in the first round and uh like the mock runs that we made in practice uh but we didn't free the car up enough in the uh, second round and it's like just a couple hundredths of a thousandths is the difference between 20th or 19th and and getting in the third you know the third round so it's very tight very close uh the car you know Car was good. We we made some we you know, we made a lot of the same adjustments during the race. We put we, you know we take wedge out, put wedge in. We move air pressure and put it back, and just couldn't ever really figure out exactly what the car needed to you know to make it uh, run a little bit better and be as good as some of those guys up front. Uh, maybe it was just track position. I don't know, but really enjoyed it. I love going to Kansas. We talked about it all weekend. Um, the track is fun to drive. You see us get up against the fence and around the wall. That is a really good time. Uh, they have great barbecue out there. A lot of, uh, I think it's the barbecue capital of the United States. My uh, cousin, Danny Hart Jr., thinks that North Carolina barbecue is better. No. I mean, I've grown up here, and I would agree with your right. assessment. Yeah. I think Danny Jr. needs to go check out. Yeah. But I think Kansas is one of those places that if you've never been there, you've never been to the race, never been to the town, you'd just be like, eh, it's another it's mile and a half. stop. Yeah, mm-hmm. but once you go there, there's a lot of stuff to do. Like the barbecue, the track facility is really nice. So I they would got that casino. Yeah, I would recommend it as a. It's probably in my top five places that we go on the. Circuit. I would agree with you there. Um, I know not everybody cares, but with cycling, there you know we go out and we ride these roads. Before this year, I never left the racetrack. I mean, we'd beeline to a restaurant and back, yeah. but never really paid much attention what was outside the track so on these cycling rides we go 30 miles you know 
uh, out and back 15 miles. So you see quite a bit. Right. Uh, you, you see more than you used to. Uh, there's this really awesome lake about two miles from the track. It's got a 6.8-mile loop around it uh, that a lot of people si- cycle and so forth. Uh, if that gives you an idea of the size of this thing. And we take the dog. The last time we were in Kansas earlier this year, we took the dogs out there and sat around all day. Um, it was really nice. So, those I've, are, I've heard you talk about this six mile loop. Yeah, and it's only two miles from the track. And I'm like, man, he's going to talk about this so much that people are going to start like hanging out there oh. and waiting for you. Well, I mean, it wouldn't bother me. It's a nice place. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, there's a lot of people out there when we go ride, but I don't know that a lot of tracks have those type of Right, yeah, yeah. You know, things to go do. and So I told Amy, I said, I don't know how many races she's going to go to next year. She probably won't go to every one of them that, that I'm going to be at as we're broadcasting. But I think that, that I told her, I said, that's one I would say go to because we, you know, there's things for us to do together. Yeah. Uh, she don't want to go just to sit in a bus. Anyhow, back to the race. It was great. Enjoyed it. Um, we missed another crazy wreck. We just skipped over one of our topics. Oh, wait. Early in the race. You can come back to it. No, I want to start with we, this. We can. Early in the race, you were being mean to your oh, good friend, TJ. Yeah, let's skip that. And people on Twitter were actually taking TJ's side on this. I, I figured that. Got that, a little feisty. That would make you happy if somebody took, took TJ's, TJ's side. side. It's yeah. almost you're living vicariously through TJ oh, no. in this conversation. Do that. No. Yeah. Cause but, but it was funny because Cause you don't I, think I can hear Channel 2 that you can't hear. Oh, right. So right. whenever they're, like, trying to get it figured out, and yeah. then he tries to, like, hey, can you hear me on this? And then you <laughs> get snappy. I'm like, oh, no. But well, you can't hear what they're saying on the yeah, other channel. Yeah, I, I, I nor would I want to hear it. Um, the Let me give you a little bit of r- structure here. So I just went to the top. I'm passing cars. We just went by a couple guys. And I ran down Ryan Newman, who was running the bottom. And right when TJ's asking me these questions, I'm trying to get to the outside of Newman before he understands what's happening and takes my line and moves up there, which he did. I mean, Ryan's one of the hardest guys to pass. Everybody knows that. I think he wears that on his sleeve. Um, And right when TJ asked me that question, Newman moved up into the top lane and said, I'm going to try this out, make sure, you know, before Dale gets by me, I'm going to get up here and, and, and get this speed. And, man, it it upset me. You so know? you were frustrated. I was so frustrated because and I'm trying to – he sees me on yeah, the track right. doing this, trying to pass. And he's like, can you hear me now? How about right now? I'm like, God dang, TJ, shut up. I'm trying to make this pa- – it's now or never to get this pass done. Because yeah. as soon as Brian gets up there, if I don't get by him in the next lap or two – I'm stuck behind him, yeah. you know, in dirty air. So all that was kind of happening at the same time. And I'll, I'll tell you, I don't know if, I don't know if you have uh, a reference like this or any kind of moment like this in life, but I don't know what it is about the race car, but as soon as you get in the race car, you are a, you just are a different person. It brings the worst out in you. And I'm not like that any other time. That I know of. I mean, would you say? No. So, like, when I get into the car, I can't not, I can't hold it back. I can't stop it. I don't know why, but my mouth runs, and I am angry 
And then part of it is like because you're in a loud car, so that you're God, having to there yell. There is so much. Yeah, to that too. But there, there's something about being in the car and everything that's happening, and the concentration, and the focus, and the and the commitment to be, you know, to doing everything that's happening. You know, just it's it brings the worst out in it. It's like the last. It's when you're in that car, you just hate being interrupted, you know, or or you don't want to conversate or talk to people. You know, it's just like yeah. it's like talking to somebody in their backswing. It's yeah. kind of, it's just like that. It's like it's like trying to have a conversation with a pitcher on the mound during the game. You you know, you're going to get that same kind of response right. from that from that guy, you know, and so cuz you get out of the car and you're you're perfectly fine. <laughs> yes. And then you laugh and people are like, "Oh, this guy." <laughs> and I'm like, "This is awkward." Yeah. Well, but you and TJ on the ride home, everything's fine. Yeah, because yeah. he understands. He's worked with. You oh for yeah, 10 well, years, I mean, so. he's if he if he's still there, he's fine with. It. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how to. I've never learned really how to control my emotions in this in the car, and I, I hear I hear other drivers do the same damn thing, yeah. if not worse. But there's um, only four races left. You might as well not try to learn. I'm that try, no, I don't want that to be <laughs> like just, the defi- yeah, homestead. Just. Just go go all out. out. No, I'm not. I'm gonna uh, be super nice. Um, yeah, but back back to the crash. You know, we we missed another wreck. I think people think that's cool. Reading on reading on Twitter, everybody's like, "Wow, awesome job!" Yeah, they're like the last couple of weeks. We've gotten through some really massive crashes. Right. Um, I'd like to say that I had something to do with that, but it's really just luck. Yeah. It's the fact that I was in the right place in those moments. Nothing I really had in control of but because you can't really think t- i mean when you s- if you, you just slow do, down yeah you just, just kind of just see stuff flying and try to miss it and hope nothing hits you and we've been lucky uh, yeah but everybody's like oh yeah you guys are basically living a charmed life the last two weeks missing these wrecks but i'm like well what about martinsville and what about the daytona race yeah, wrecks we didn't miss yeah, yeah so that's just, right our karma is catching up to us i think well hopefully it lasts a next several races for the end of the season. Speaking of missing that wreck, did you see how close Jimmy was? He barely missed it. And at that point, he was running behind Kenseth. And so he was going to be out and Kenseth was going to be in. Yeah. And that was like right after Jimmy had spun out twice. So he was in bad shape. And that altered his race. So good for Jimmy. Yep, Great for Jimmy. Martin Truex Jr. wins his seventh race of the season. He had six wins in his career before this year. I think so. Yeah. This is his sixth win on a mile and a half just this year. Just this year. Which set a record. Yeah. And that, you know, they got we got Texas um, and Homestead. Homestead. I mean, yeah. you know they're going to be good. And I think he's, you know, he's got, what, 58? 52 on 52 fifth. points. Yeah. On fifth. Which so, is, yeah, the cutoff. Yeah. So, I think that he he's just, he's checked the box to go to Homestead. I, well, I think that, but then Kyle Busch in this round – had two bad races and he was just right on the line. So, That's right. I mean, Kyle anything didn't have- can happen. Yeah, I think that Martinsville's pro- probably the the one lone lottery race where you know you can get yourself in trouble. Anybody can find themselves in bad trouble there. Texas and Phoenix. I mean, if you don't have a part failure or a mechanical issue, those tracks and those races are places where you can stay pretty clean. And it's not right. there's not a lot of bullets to dodge those particular races so i think if he gets through martinsville then he's pretty he's in pretty damn good shape yeah yep because there's no way that he doesn't run top five at texas yep so 
me and Matt, me and uh, Martin had a conversation last night during the Eagles game where the Eagles beat the Redskins. So, yeah, wasn't a lot of fun for me. He's a big Eagles fan, so that was miserable. Um, we talked about him blowing his tires. Did you? Yeah. What did he say? <laughs> I said, he said, uh, I didn't blow them at Charlotte. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but you did this weekend. He's like, well, I wanted to. Oh, oh, he admitted he wanted yeah. to. Yeah, he did an amazing burnout. He was doing donuts, donuts, donuts. Then he like came to a stop, and they started doing them again. And then finally, because <laughs> I was like, I was watching. I was like, I'm going to tell Dale if he does yeah. it. I'm going to tell him. And he, then he goes, pow. He texts me. He said, oh. it's real easy to blow the tires. It's real easy to stop your uh, celebration <laughs> a little shorter. I've yeah. never won, and I know that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll, me and him, will. that'll be our go-to text conversation every time he wins now. Imagine what he'll do if he wins Homestead. That he'll be lucky to have a whole rear end on that car. <laughs> I don't know. Matt Kenseth was part for having too many men over the wall. This is the second time that this has happened in the last two races, right? Didn't yeah. somebody got parked at Jimmy? Jimmy got parked at Talladega. Uh, they said it was a miscommunication with carriers and chain, tire guys and all that. There is a lot of things happening in that moment, and everybody wants to help. Yeah. Right? So the rule is you can have six over the yeah. wall like a normal pit stop. As soon as you get that seventh, they park you. Uh, yeah, and I wouldn't be too critical of the team. I mean, it's not like they're trying. This this is this is all kind of new territory for everybody. Uh, they're being really picky ab about this yeah. NASCAR, in my opinion. Um, as far as when the red flag comes out and uh, when it when it when it, when the race goes back to caution and and when guys can start working, yeah. not work. How many guys can work? Every you know when that car comes down pit road and it's got all thing all kinds of stuff wrong with it. There's a there's a pit uh, stall full of people that want to help, want to jump in. Everybody wants to go over there and work on the car. Um, it's hard to get organized in that moment. It's a lot of chaos for the for the team. A lot of guys probably talking on top of each other on the radio. Yeah, all those things are happening at once. So because that was a cutoff race, and they're like right on the the line of being that cutoff yeah. driver. So they're just thinking. I I personally don't like how picky this this little rule is. I think that if NASCAR just said, "Hey, stop." You know, get this one guy off the car. Carry, now carry on, you know, with your six guys. I don't think it – parking them, making them, you know, making them have to park the car, it's kind of – On uh, NASCAR pretty. America last night, Kyle Petty was of a similar deal. He compared it to if you have 12 men in the huddle on a football field, okay, it's a penalty. It's a five-yard penalty. Right. It's not a you got to quit the game. Game's over. Yeah. yeah. I so, agree with that. I think that they should just say, but you look, man, stop. Or it's a lap, penalize them a lap, whatever, you know. They could penalize them a lap for every person over six. <laughs> sure. So if you put nine guys out there, you're three laps down. That's right. I don't know that Matt was going to – his car was pushing a lot of water there. Yeah. And it was banged up. So I don't know that he was going to make the chase. But, I mean, that – Yeah, but you want to finish the race. Yeah, to end your race and not even have that opportunity is – Seems a little rough. Yeah. It's the rule, though. It's been that way all year. I know. Um, I think they should change it at the end of the season. Yeah. Kyle Larson blows a motor early in the race. Yeah. That was a difficult to see. Kyle's had such a great uh, season. Yep. Um, came. He was third in the playoffs at that uh, coming into that coming race. Into that race. Had yeah. Four wins this year. So him and Jamie are now eliminated out of the playoffs. Jamie had a rough round. He wrecked two out of the three races, and he wrecked pretty pretty big in those races so yeah sunday was nothing nothing he could do about it kyle he uh man he's had such a great year and i think that he's he you know a lot of people are pulling for kyle 
because of he is he is a you know he's a racer. People appreciate his uh, his attitude and his approach to 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 his job, and uh, he's fun and young and new and all those things exciting. He's going to have a great career, and I, I know people were wanting to see him at least be in the mix at Homestead after the year he's had. It would have been awesome <clears throat> to see him at Homestead. It's still going to be awesome to see him at Homestead, but knowing you know because he I think I know what you're saying here because he runs that wall so well. Yeah. And that's his. That's a track that's built for running the fence, right? And I think, and he that little extra motivation, yes. would have been pretty wild to yep. see. I mean, I'm sure he'll still go down there and be in the top five, yep. um, for the win. But to not be able to run for the championship is disappointing for yep. him, I'm sure. Yep. And the question is, how, you know, how hard will he race in Homestead? Because you know that the other guys in that top five are going to have the green spoilers. I don't think he cares. Yeah. You remember that one year? I think it was he was running like part time trucks and he maybe wrecked Ty Dillon. Yeah. In the truck race. Ty was going for the championship. So I don't know that he cares. I don't he's not gonna wreck them on no. purpose, but he's gonna try to win the race. Try to for win the race, yep. Himself and his team. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to see Homestead. I'm looking forward to that. I like running that fence and I know Kyle does too. Uh the playoffs are down to the final eight. True X with that fifty two point lead we talked about. Kyle Bush, Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick. I think Kevin's Showed really what his team's capable of this Sunday. He was super fast. Yeah, he, they're really fast on the mile and a half. So they're right there with the Toyotas. Yep. I think if he gets to Homestead, I think he's got a shot at winning. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, Denny Hamlin, Blaney, and Chase Elliott. What uh, a lot of people aren't talking about Chase. I mean, I know they're not talking. I don't know. I don't expect them to talk about him as a championship title contender. Yeah. But I think that what he's done to to make it this far, him and Blaney, obviously. Pretty impressive. Which you're talking about you guys kind of reverting back to your setups and stuff yeah. from the start of the year. It seems like Chase is doing the same thing because he's picked up a lot of speed Absolutely. in the playoffs. Yep. Him and Blaney, man, to get this far into the into the playoffs is really impressive. They both put together quiet, consistent seasons. I think Chase ran top five at Martinsville. He was strong yet, and uh, he's, Sunday. He's a little short track racer, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Martinsville and could win that race. Yeah, and he um, ran good in that truck there. Yeah, I mean, he won the truck race this spring. A couple years ago. Or this spring? Yeah. I think whoever wins Martinsville is going to be the the – obviously going to advance to the championship, but that's going to be who goes against Kyle Busch, Truex, and probably Harvick. We tweeted out after the race that uh, we had our predictions. I said uh, 78, 18, 4, and 48 if I was to put put a money bet down. Uh, I would like to see 78, 24, 48, 21. What are your predictions? Um, Truex, Kyle Busch, Harvick, and then... Right, yeah, you don't know about that fourth. I, I want to say... See, it's, it's dumb for me to say, and now I look like flip-flopping, because earlier I said, oh, maybe Hamlin would be the guy that gets knocked out, but Martinsville is in. such a good track for him. Yeah. I just think whoever wins this week is going to be that fourth guy, because I don't know that Kyle Busch or True. I don't. I don't know if the other three will win Martinsville. Yeah. I hear you. All right. Well, so this will be the spoiler. Oh man, a lot, lot, of, lot of things to think about there. Martinsville is going to be fun. It's a two-day schedule. Saturday, yep. Sunday. We're going to qualify on Sunday. Yeah. What do you, I? I don't know about those. Yeah. Qualifying. You don't, don't like having a Friday off? We I, really don't get Friday off. We're actually going to yeah, work. Yeah, we're, we're working Friday, so yeah. it don't matter to me. We're doing a um, production. Yeah. So I just don't like logistically, so we've got to 
obviously you start outside the track, then you go inside to qualify, then the driver's meeting's outside the track, then you go back inside the track. So it's a lot of back and forth. Yeah. That kind of stuff is logistically annoying. Oh, it sounds tough. But it'll be fine. <laughs> it's supposed to be cold. Yeah. And there's a chance of there's a decent chance of rain. Yikes. So maybe they'll get to use those lights. Yeah. All right, now we're going to get to our Ask Junior questions. As always, we get these questions on Twitter using the hashtag AskJunior. Mike Davis has joined us as usual. What's up? Let's get to it. I was a little late. Sorry, guys. I, uh, I'm slowing you down, but I'm ready. You ready? Yep. All right. A lot of TJ Majors talk this week. Okay. First question. I'm getting, How, I'm getting roasted on this. What, roasted? Well, t- you, Tyler's, really, right. t- Tyler's really enjoying the fact that I got, you know, the Twitter, uh, everyone on Twitter was upset, or not upset, I guess, or thought that I was in the wrong, TJ was in the right. It's very rare. Don't put me in that bucket. I think you were right. Whoa. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Can we hear that? Yeah. Yeah, you'd like to know? Yes. Anytime you got you make a go at TJ, I think you're right. Anybody that does it. TJ's never right. TJ's a spotter. TJ needs to know when to shut up (laughs) and when to talk. And TJ gets a little moody. From time to time, yeah, that's it's okay. I mean, I'm not Tensions saying are high too. I'm not saying if you guys weren't in your living room, he yeah. would uh, be wrong. But I'm saying during a race, a lot of stuff going on. You got a lot going on. Yep, tensions Pe- are high too because he just announced his uh, job next year, and so everybody's sort of digging at him about it. What did he expect? I don't know. I know he was worried to death that everybody on was gonna just hate it. You know, all the all the supporters of the '88 team are just going to be like, "What the hell? Why are you leaving?" Them, a lot of them did, I think, and they said, have, right? <laughs> it's exactly what he expected. So he's going to work with Joey Logano next year. Yeah, but, and he's like, "Yeah, somebody tweeted and's like, I hate you now." And he told <laughs> Joey that, and Joey's like, "Yeah, you'll get used to it." I like what our friends at the uh, Junior Nation Undam Restricted podcast had to say. They're yeah. like. TJ, we appreciate it, but we don't have a favorite spotter. We have a favorite driver who has a spotter, and so therefore, good luck to you. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. Damn, <laughs> Damn. that's funny, but uh, that's the way it is. All right. Uh, so I guess I should get to the question. Yeah. Um, how long have you and TJ Majors known each other, and how long does he stay mad at you after a particularly mouthy race? Yeah, he stays. He he doesn't. Uh, I mean, obviously, it, it probably. Uh, you know, sticks in the back of his head for a couple of days. I don't know. Um, I think he's fine once he gets home and gets around his kids and starts reprioritizing his life. Because when he goes to the races, you know, priorities change. Uh, then he comes back home. He's like, ah, you know, it's not that big of a deal. We all kind of do that. Um, we've known each other a really long time. I can't even remember what year it was when we went and picked him up in Buffalo and moved him down here. 2000? Sure, it was a long time ago, but oh, it was uh, 9 11. Yeah, it's 2001 because 9 11 had just happened uh, that year. And there was because we went by the Pentagon. And, and oh, uh, wow. so we're going through Washington at 2 o'clock in the morning. And we got the windows down because we were trying to, you know, we're just looking around and seeing all the monuments. And we took that big beltway. And so. Um, we wanted to go by the Pentagon. 9-11 had just happened earlier, a couple months ago. And so we got off that beltway. 
and we're driving down the road. And there's no traffic. It's we're like, man, there's no no cars here. So weird. Well, that was because they had we had somehow gotten into a area that was blocked off still. And so here comes these this police car hustling to chase us down and pull us over. Lights blaring and everything. And he walks up real slow. You know, we're sitting in there with Boggins on and driving a dually, and we look pretty suspect, I imagine, um, like we was up to no good. We were in a restricted area we weren't supposed to be in. And once he found out, he's like, where? He, once he realized who I was, and he's like, what are y'all doing here? Like, how are y'all? Why are you in Washington, D.C. at 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> day after Christmas? <laughs> I'm like, well, to be honest with you, we're driving to Buffalo. Which doesn't make any to, sense. To pick up a guy I to, met online. To pick up a guy that we <laughs> became friends with to move him down to North Carolina. As you do. Yeah. That's people. Just, that's just something you do in the winter. It's a very suspicious story. Here. It was so suspicious <laughs> and it felt like a lie when I was telling it. And so he's like, hey, just follow me. I'll get you back out of here. Because we were completely lost. The funny thing about it is we got, we got on the interstate uh, – in North Carolina, and we ran. We drove about ten miles, and I looked around. I said, "This is going to suck. This is a terrible idea. We got to drive all the way to Buffalo. Why don't we just get off the interstate? Not even look at a map. We're going to follow the compass on the mirror, and just keep going north." And so, <laughs> TJ is following us online. We're telling him where we're at, and he's like, "Man, you guys are going the wrong way. Why are y'all on that road? Get on the interstate." And I'm like, no, that's boring. We're going to drive two lane roads all the way there. So we drove two lane roads, not one freaking interstate, until we got to D.C. Obviously, we had to get on that beltway. But In the winter. We're driving by, like, Duke University and, and uh, going by, you know, we're way off, not even going the right direction. We went to uh, Gettysburg. Yeah. We saw a sign like, hey, go this way to Gettysburg. I'm like, y'all ever see Gettysburg? Let's go. It's like 4 o'clock in the morning. Feels right. <laughs> So we drove to Gettysburg. We stopped and got a picture with the Eternal Flame. They have this big Eternal Flame on a pole out there. And it's, I mean, not like, it's, it's, the picture's just us in a flame in the sky. And it's black. You know, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. But we're driving down the road, and we're starting to see these little uh, cannons and stuff on the side of the road. And we're like, man, I wish we could see this in the daytime. So, uh, and then we went, we got stuck in the mountains because it started snowing in Pennsylvania. And we got stuck on a hill. Dually. Because you decided to go two-lane roads, so yeah. you're going to do two-lane roads in Pennsylvania. Go, yep. We're driving through the mountains, and it started snowing, and we had to back down this hill because it could, we couldn't get up it. So we had to back down the hill and go a different route. I mean, it took it took us 22 hours to get to Buffalo. Yeah. And did, did any At any point, did it did I feel drove, like T.J. Majors is not worth it? Uh, Ten minutes in, it sounded like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I drove 18, the first 18 hours. And then I passed out. I was like, I can't go any further. Goodness. We were drinking Mountain Dews. We'd stop at the store just about every hour and get a Mountain Dew and a Slim Jim. I just wonder, what if Mike or somebody, just me, what if we would have gotten into that restricted area would they, and they didn't know who we were? What would they have said? I think you'd probably have been there overnight. <laughs> right. I was which, which, giving <laughs> now that I know how this story unfolds, get, staying in jail overnight might have been the best option, right? Yeah. In DC, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a free place to stay. Yeah. Okay. On the way home, we kind of did the same thing. We didn't follow a map, and we ended up in Ohio, and had to spend the night. We had to sort of tap out and say, "All right, we got to regroup, spend the night." 
Um, we went to a bar and got in a big old fight. Yeah. The whole bar. Wait, but this is on the way back? On the way home. Let me guess. TJ started running his mouth. I don't know. This is when we first how, found out that TJ oh, no, no, is no. a mouthy little. No, I do remember. So we were in this bar, and these two guys were arguing. And it, and in like 10 minutes, the whole bar became like half of the people were on this guy's side. The other half were on this guy's side. And we instigated it into a fight. We were like, you get them. And so the whole bar began to fight. It but was, you guys did No. We watched. <laughs> you left. You watched. I got it. We actually got a ride back to the hotel that night in a police car. But you weren't arrested. And then we raced. <laughs> I'm gonna have. To, I'm, I'm not gonna tell the whole story, but uh, why? Because I mean, well, it keeps. It, I, these little things keep popping in my head. I remember at one point in the night, the police officer was r- me and the police officer were racing luggage carts down the hallway of the hotel. <laughs> that happened. It sounds like a movie. Yeah, it does. I mean, it sounds like a movie I've already watched. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think they made this movie. Yep. Um, the story of TJ Majors. It was a good trip. I guess so. This is We made it. What, we made that trip worth it. We made it, and you brought TJ back. And and now, T- yeah, we brought TJ into everyone's lives down here in North that's Carolina. That's right. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Um, Tommy Laxon asks, uh, this is in reference to your interview uh, with Willie Geist. How fast did you go in that Corvette at Talladega during the Today Show interview? 180 mile an hour. So the Corvette um, has 220 on the dash, um, and we were in we were in uh, it was automatic, so it wasn't like we were in sixth gear, but we were full throttle on the mat, and I think with the um, aerodynamic ground effects, wings, and all that stuff, it's just limited. Right, it's not going to go full. And yeah. we it would look every bit of one. <laughs> he was flying. Was like, Did it? you got to oh. think, that's only like 10, yeah. that's only like 7 mile an hour slower than we qualify there, you know, or, or 10 mile an hour yeah. slower than we qualify. So, it's really close to how fast the cup car goes around there. We would get up to 180, and then going through the corner would slow it down to 175, just, just the loads and everything g-forces are going around the corner so i think if we could continue in a straight line like racing you know on the salt flats somewhere you could probably see 220 eventually i was a little nervous about that i it didn't look i'm watching the interview just like everybody else and from the in-car camera you know you can't tell how fast it's going but when you said 180 to willie i'm like oh my that's that's fast that's super fast and all you have is a seat belt oh yeah and so it's like, look, I trust you and your abilities to drive around Talladega for sure. But I don't know, that one little piece of debris that's on the track that you didn't know about or something is like all they got is that little seatbelt. Yeah. Maybe an airbag. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what Corvette's yeah. come equipped with, but um, I don't know. Willie I, had looked, to, yeah. I had to block it out, man. It was for the Today Show. Had to take, had to so, take okay, that. but did, did you actually if you I, would think about that too, so I'm not completely oh, yeah. off my rock. I was that, pretty, I was super nervous. Okay, I yeah. was it's 180 nervous. mile an hour. Right. All right. Thank you. Now I don't feel so weird. I was very nervous. That was the fastest I've been in a streetcar ever. I mean, these, by far. These people, these producers, thinking like, oh, well, I mean, he's got a race car. This is yeah. nothing. This is easy. There's no danger here. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of dangerous. That's yeah. Not 180. What Willie was thinking. How no, ner- it wasn't. How nervous do you think the guy that loaned them that car was? He was fine. I talked to him. Oh, because he was just chilling on pit road. I was like, Holy one thing shit. they didn't show was somehow or another we triggered some alarm in the car. Uh, we took off pit road, and I was really hammering it. And 
I got the 150 mile an hour and the engine shut off. Like the the engine was running idling, but the throttle quit. So you couldn't you couldn't cha- you know you could you mash the gas and it wouldn't do anything to the motor. Somehow or another, it just oh. cut off line of communication there. So I coasted back into the pits and I'm like, I don't know what the hell just happened in this car, but I have somehow or another triggered some alarm or something some safety, some safety thing right so we sh- <laughs> even the car was nervous yeah it we was sh- a blessing in disguise because they had i think forgot to turn on the audio equipment in the car uh, and so they were like oh god we got to get them to come back again. in but there's no nobody has communication with them and there's nobody in the flag stand yeah. to tell them to come in yeah so they were like panicking and then well, we had to come in anyways yeah, so I come in, shut the car off, let it sit a second, fired it back up, and luckily it, it worked. So I took it a little easier working back up to speed. But I was pretty nervous, but I thought I was really curious, too, as to how fast this car would actually go. we got to show these NBC <coughs> folks that we're willing to go the extra. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. The pressure of our next <coughs> career. Uh, the Hardhead 3 asks, when do, you, when do you start your commentator job with NBC? Do you have to go to training first? Yeah. I mean, I think that at the beginning of the new year, I'm, I'm uh, all there. So they'll tell me whatever they need me to do, and I'm op- I'm going to be in communication constantly with Sam Flood, my boss, and my co- my coworkers to try to fast track that learning and studying and all that. So I'll be pretty busy throughout the whole year trying to get ready for the the booth. Good stuff. Racing Chef eighty eight asks, why was Truex penalized for dropping below the white line on the restart early in the race, but not the guys behind him? I don't know. You know, that's interesting because we watched some tape of the race earlier this year. Um, he, he did the same thing on a restart then uh, in that race with like the th- second or third to last restart. He dropped below the line and the field followed him. Um, it's a nice move because really if you stay on the banking, uh, no matter how well you take off, the guy on the out, on the other lane, the outside line, will probably be at a quarter panel and side draft you and challenge you into turn one. If you drop below that line, um, you're changing your lane, which you're not supposed to do, but it gets you away from that side draft. So you, as you accelerate and you get away from that outside lane, you continue and probably clear uh, the guy before you get into turn one, which is great. Really smart. Uh, they seem to be, a, you know, they, were, they got away with it. Somebody probably brought that to NASCAR's attention after the first race there. And NASCAR was watching. Um, they say they they said it in the drivers' meeting. I, I don't I don't pay attention in the drivers' meetings, so I don't know if they said that. <laughs> if I could, I'd have my phone out. I'd be texting people. Um, There's only four more races, so <laughs> yeah. I like to text Mike Helton and Steve O'Donnell during the drivers' meeting. <laughs> Do they respond? Yes. <laughs> or they'll look at me. I just like to text them, see them getting their phone out of their pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. Just text them like random stuff like, hey, yeah. what's up? Hi. Hey. An emoji. <laughs> it's uh, The video's a little loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The intro song is always too loud. Golly, it's super loud. You know why they, they told me that they leave it that loud? Because it gets everybody's attention and makes everybody sit down so they can start the meeting. That makes sense. <laughs> it is ease. piercing. Doesn't get everybody's attention. It is so around. piercing loud. Yeah, imagine yeah. if you're one of the fans that's sitting right beside the speaker. Oof. Oof. Terrible. Yeah. Let's see here. 88 Speed Freak asks, with only three Xfinity Series races left and JRM drivers one, two, three in points, how does that make you feel as the team owner? Nervous. You know, I mean, it, it, I don't care if it's three cars or one car. Uh, 
heading toward uh, Homestead. It just it's such a nervous time for us uh especially as an owner you know how we perform and how we do over these next couple of weeks may you know can ch- completely change the the morale in the shop yeah. and the building it's tough in it i mean you guys are here you guys live it too so you have to agree like everybody's sort of nervous because we all want good things for us and it and you know how it affects all these people in the biz in the building and you don't want to see them uh, disappointed. So that's really where the, the nerves come from. You know what else it is? The the constant sponsorship wheel never stops turning, and yeah. especially in the Xfinity Series and the way you're always trying to get and secure the funding. Like Joe yeah. Mattis is always working. He never turn off. Every day. But, and, and so you're looking and you're pulling for any little thing that can give you an advantage or something that you can just add in that deck, and nothing beats a championship. Yeah. I mean, if you right. could say you are a champion in your sport, there's no better sales tool than that. And you got this one shot, you know, the way they do these playoffs now, it's like it's sort of like it's not a crapshoot, but you go into these races knowing you could have put a whole season together and that one little tool that, you, that could carry your entire year for the following year. After Chase Elliott won the championship, that was a huge deal for us. Yeah. We put that in the front page of those sales decks. Yeah. We, we put it on the, you know, we put it everywhere we could put it. We're a champion. Yep. Um, and that's also why it was very disappointing last year, you know, when Suarez won because – we had a shot, and you know that this this could really carry your entire year. Yeah, it. I think you know it adds to the health of the company and the longevity of the company. You know, you're seeing a lot of teams shut down. Uh, Brad shutting down his program. Um, a championship can prolong the history and the and the and the longevity of the company and the health of it too. Just like you said, so that's a good point. I love this question. Ryan J. Barrow asked, given the announcement about TJ's future. <laughs> Hold on, let me sp- let me pan out. And make sure Tyler's in on this. Uh, given the announcement about TJ's future, will Tyler stay on and be Bowman's road manager, or continue <laughs> to manage the new road for you? New road, the new road. I work for Dale. I don't work for the '88 car. So. I have to remind him sometimes. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> unbelievable! No, I I'm work like, for Dale, so I'm doing whatever Dale does. We I'm were like, already booking appearances and all. Kinds I'm like, of stuff. man, I don't want to do this. He's like, they're gonna be upset. I'm like, you don't work for them. <laughs> I don't, but I, I'm keeping everyone in mind <laughs> and what's best for everyone involved. Sometimes I, I think that he just does whatever keeps the heat off him, whatever's easiest no. for him. I'm messing. I'm kidding. That's not true. I mean, it's not entirely true. Probably. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want anybody on my back. But uh, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff happening in the Dale Junior brand team for next year. Right. I mean, oh, we're going to be busy. Oh, just yeah. not going to be <laughs> racing cars every week. Yeah, that's right. Mill09 ask of your competitors, who are you going to miss racing against the most? You know, I think it's the newer guys. I've raced, uh, you know, most of the people in the series a lot. But the Blaney, Chase, um, Eric Jones, getting to race those guys gives you the opportunity to get to know them. On a, in a, and when you're a driver, when you're a driver, other, you know, around other drivers, you kind of let each other in on what's going on in each other's lives. You're a little more honest and open and, and trusting, I guess. And you live in that bus lot together. I think uh, once you're not, I'm wondering that once you're out of the seat, whether you still kind of have that same access to these guys and, and you're, and are you still able to, to get to know them? And, and do, do you look at each other as, you know, equals and colleagues? 
that's something I think uh, you know. And that's something I'm probably going to miss. I won't be able to get to know the younger guys as well as I do Brad Keselowski, Truex, and all the people that I've been around for so many years and racing with so many years. Yeah. Good answer. Yep. I think we'll end on this one. On and, that one or this one? No, this coming. Uh, this one coming up. And Creditcast asks, what moment of the 2017 season has been your favorite so far? Tyler, we'll get your favorite moment too, uh, but go ahead. What moment this year? This year of the 2017 season. Is my favorite moment. Yeah. Probably the – Day I found out that Amy was pregnant. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. Um, uh, what I about? Did you know? Okay, so a lot of people don't know this. Um, the day that I went to the Redskins luncheon, I saw this tweet. By the way, yeah. Yeah. So I was asked. Uh, would you call that being asked to be the keynote speaker? Is that a keynote? Or that, I just, was that my first real? No, Speaking, I, I wouldn't count that. No, no, because no, that was more of a Q and A kind of deal. Yeah. Anyhow, I go to this Redskins luncheon, freaking having a blast, right? Hanging out with the whole team and all the execs and everybody. Just incredible to be able to be there, fanboying like crazy, thinking that what a great day. Come home, excited, telling Amy all about it, and then she tells me that she's pregnant. Like it was a lot. And did you say, but on. did you hear what I said? I was around <laughs> all the Redskins. <laughs> I came home, just like that tweet that the, the guy said, I came home like, this is the greatest day ever, Amy. She's like, well, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> so that, that, that's you gotta mean, be it, that day. Do you mean well, racing? I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure this person that in Credit Cask was talking about on track with the team. but I uh, think getting the polls at Daytona and, and Talladega, I mean, you know, we don't have a win to brag about or, or, or use, you know, we usually have a win at this point that, that sticks out. So I will say uh, getting those two poles, I mean, when's the last time we won a pole, much less two poles in the same season? When was the last pole? It was I like only got like 11 poles. 13 maybe? What? It was like 2013 maybe? We got a pole? You got two poles that year. Really? One at Dover and I forgot where the other one was. Hmm. But yeah. I looked that up because I, I knew it had been a while. Uh, it might have been Daytona. Did we get Daytona 500? You did. 500 Daytona 500. Pole? That was one year. Oh, the year that you got wrecked in practice. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That sucked. Oh, we're on end on a downer. Good, now, go, good going, Tyler. Well, uh, <laughs> well, uh, you know. My favorite what's moment, your moment of the year was um, really it was two days. It was the first two days we got to go back, like Daytona 500 practice day. Just because of all that we – you went through in the fall oh, and yeah, then yeah, just yeah. the like excitement and then like we weren't there the first day because they were doing shootout practice or whatever so it was like we made like a grand entrance and it was just cool to be back in the garage after going through that whole process yeah i thought that was fun not maybe not fun maybe it was just it was a cool moment yeah yeah for sure for sure all right those are good moments awesome good questions enjoyed this one appreciate it cool uh tell them how to send them questions in again yeah, so Dale's going to be recording this on the road the next few weeks. So send us your questions using the hashtag AskJunior. Make them good. Don't make them yes or no questions, too. <laughs> For real. I mean, no, no, I mean, you're, you're saying that. I, I'm serious. I mean, if you're going to send us a question for us to look at, make sure it doesn't suck. Yeah, make them good. <laughs> right? If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. 
Looking ahead, we have uh, a Friday production. Goodyear. That'll be fun. It's going to be early, though. Oh, no. What Can we tell what we're doing? Um, yeah, sure. Go ahead. We're going to the local NBC station, and you will be helping doing? with the the weather. We're going to do the weather. Yeah. Yeah. During the 6 o'clock hour. Larry Sprinkle. With Larry Sprinkle. Well, with Larry Sprinkle. Yeah. Larry Sprinkle. People think that's a joke, but that's really his name. Yeah, he's done it for years. Yeah. As long as I've been around. And then there will also be a Facebook Live um, that day, that morning. Yep. And then after that, we're going to uh, do a goodies deal. I don't think we're supposed to say okay. what that is because there's right. a surprise element to So that. we got two productions Friday. Saturday, the two practices, one before the truck race and then one after. I like that. Most of the time on Saturdays, our practices are before lunch. And then they have the Xfinity race. Well, we're going to have a practice after the truck race. So the track's going to be really rubbered in. It'll be really similar. The, the closest it'll be to what it's going to be like in the race. This is how they used to do it back in the 80s and 90s. You used to practice, you used to have happy hour after the Xfinity race. I think this might be a direction that they're going next year because they say they're going to be a lot more two-day shows. Yeah. So I like being able to practice on the track right? all rubbered up after the Xfinity or truck race. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So that's going to be good. Sunday, uh, we qualify at noon. And uh, then the race is at 3 o'clock on NBC Sports Network. So if it starts at 3, it probably won't end until Yeah, they're going to turn the lights on. They're going to they're gonna turn the lights on. And it's like instant. Yeah, those are nice. Maybe they'll do like the flashing lights. Did you see the late model yeah, race? Yeah, like a club. Yeah. yeah. Um, Amy's driving the pace car. So that's that right. So that will be exciting. Yeah, Amy's going to be driving the pace car, leading us to, to the green flag. That's going to be – I wish I could be in the car with her to see her – Reaction to all that. That would be frowned upon if you were in that car. Yeah. And not your race car. I know it. Maybe I'll do it and I'll video it. You for should. You. you know, they. It, it sh- I've seen other people drive the pace car and they usually get to pick who's in the car with them, like their friends, whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So well, maybe you should yeah. volunteer to ride and video and whatever. Well, NASCAR talked about putting some GoPros in there. So they maybe. Will. And they'll, they'll give that. us some footage. Yep. But that'll be fun. It will. She's got to get up early. She She doesn't. Did you tell her? I did tell her. All right. What she she's got to get up super early because they give her like a training session. Training Originally session. Originally it was seven thirty, but I talked to our friend Johnny Mack yesterday and he got it moved back to eight forty five. What she what'd she say when you told her how early she had to be there for that? She didn't she didn't right oppose to it. She okay. just said I'll come up there Saturday. Yeah. I was like, seven thirty, that that means I would have to wake up at like five thirty yeah. just to get to the track. But yeah. it'll be fun. It'll be an awesome experience. That's right. All right. Good show. Good show. I drag the weekend to the ground and you're in my arms. I cut my feelings to myself and you were wearing much at all. It wasn't like me to move closer to you. A feeling's just a feeling till you let it get the best of who you are. Don't sleep gets harder.
The Dale Jr. Download and all Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are made possible by Exalta. You can subscribe to all eight programs on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all major podcasting outlets. As always, you can listen to Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts on DaleJr.com. Follow us on Twitter at Dale Jr., at Overstreet Tyler, and at Dirty Mo' Radio. Also, check out the Dirty Mo' Radio Facebook page. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 